0: Don't win. Um. Make- Don't
1: wear Folks, I forgot earlier to mention that Uniradio.fm is in need of funding. So when you come through that website, click us some dough, because we all know that love's supposed to uh, make the world go round, but you can't pay your bills with love unless uh, there's some kind of organized crime involved. And also thanks again to uh, Alfred House of Trousers.
2: Very small on earth. Folks, no. graph I took some years ago. It. it shows a picture. It. I he can't quite I from evil.
1: I think I see it. Oh. No teacher. The subject of school. Girl fantasy, she wants to
2: as yes. Stop now. i
3: He also gently urges us to really love Him. Jesus is always there, waiting for our response. He never forces us, but waits patiently to have us proclaim our love. Love waits patiently to have us proclaim our love. Just as Jesus called the apostles to love him and him. To you and follow him.
4: Giant love ball bouncing around so free. A bright giant love ball, happy to be me. I'm like a bright giant love ball, shining for all to see. I am special, I am special, I am me. So let us dance, oh let us dance. Like a seed that I've planted, so young and so small. Needing to be watered, so I'll grow strong and tall. Friendship is my water, my sun, the warmth of love. I will grow grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. So let us dance, oh let us dance. Be happy, be happy, let us dance. Oh let us dance, oh let us dance. Let us dance and laugh and sing and shout for joy. The colors of the rainbow shining through the rain each of us is special and unique in his own way i am blue and you are yellow and together we make green and we are one with all the colors of the world so let us dance oh let us dance be happy be happy let us dance oh let us dance, oh let bright giant love ball.
2: Trouble, no more.
0: Trouble, trouble, and
5: misery is 'bout to get the.
2: for
3: held the little rabbit close in her arms and flew with him into the wood. It was light now, for the moon had risen. All the forest was beautiful, and the fronds of the Sure. And he might have sat there a very long time, too shy to move, if just then something hadn't tickled his nose. And before he thought what he was doing, he lifted his hind toe to scratch it. He actually had hind legs. Instead of dingy velveteen, he had brown fur, soft and shiny. His ears twitched by themselves, and his whiskers were so long that they brushed the grass. He gave one leap, and the joy of using those hind legs was so great that he went springing about the turf on them, jumping sideways and whirling around as the others did. He grew so excited that when at last he did stop to thank the fairy, she had gone. He was a real rabbit at last, at home with the other rabbits.
5: stormy Monday but Tuesday's just as bad they call it stormy Monday but Tuesday's just as bad Wednesday's worse Thursday's all so sad yes the eagle flies on Friday Saturday I go Saturday I go out to play, and then on Sunday I go to church and I kneel down and pray, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy on send my baby back to me Ooh-wee. crazy about my baby won't you send my baby back to me
1: Black like plastic on the muniradio.fm is what you're listening to
5: now Friday,
1: i'd like to thank mr. lou rose singing with the les mccann band because the can can tell us about best on monday give us some money if you can we need it more than a lot of other people but less than some
2: You
6: w-a-f-l-m-o-i-t that's an acronym it stands for let's watch a full-length movie on youtube with mike spiegelman and carl hi carl hi mike i have a really interesting story about the origin of our name oh yeah it was called let's watch a full-length movie on youtube and it got abbreviated
7: just some random mutiny person gave that to you yes
6: and we are, speaking of random mutiny person, we are random mutiny radio people on random Randommutinyradio.fm. Go to mutinyradio.fm. There's a whole world of streaming shows and music and live events right out of the Mission District of San Francisco. It is Mutiny Radio, and we are happy as a clam in the land of Uncle Sam to be right here right now, Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are once a week. We stream. That's the first time you can hear us. You got to go listen to us. On the uh, it's uh, audio only, audio only. RSS feed. All right, so yes, and we have an RSS feed. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, do so by our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full night movie with you, you listen to our podcast, you watch the movie at the same time. And if you don't want to do all that manual work, subscribe right. to our YouTube channel, YouTube. At LW.
0: We make it easy.
6: A F L M O Y T makes it easier. We'd like you to donate to the station. Go to Venmo and donate a couple bucks to at Mutiny Radio. Yeah. Gotcha. So, Carl, what is the movie we are seeing today?
7: <clears throat> the Great Gabo, 1929. The Great Gabo with two B's, 1929. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The, as in, not the. It's it's just a it's a G. So it's
6: the right the.
7: Okay, you know how if it happened.
6: was Awesome Gabbo, it would be The Awesome Gabbo, but it's right. not Great
7: On The Simpsons was The Awesome Gabbo. The Great G-A-B-B-O, 1929. The channel we like is Cinema For Real.
6: Cinema For Real with the number four? Yeah.
7: Well, you won't find another one. You'll see it's Cinema For Yeah. The but other you'll ones see... have commercials. That's why we okay. don't like them.
6: Yeah, there's this movie has been around for a while, it, it was an inspiration for The Simpsons. That's the first time I even heard of The Gabbo yeah uh, ventriloquist and uh when i realized there was a movie and i realized that we have a movie podcast called L W A F L M O Y T. as
7: soon as that occurred to you
6: I was uh, yeah it was true
7: yeah, i got a match here wait a minute
6: i was hand gliding at the time and uh we were watching so there's a lot of versions on the youtube we like cinema for real we want you to go find that at the great gabbo 1932 no
7: 1929
6: so this movie and is like ninety three years old uh, as of this record. Yeah. As so of this recording, this movie is 93, It's almost seven years shy of a hundred years old.
7: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I,
6: I'm gonna watch something that's a hundred years old.
7: Life marches forward, and th- you know what I like about it. But this is this is content for the podcast. Let's get to the countdown. Okay. Let's get to. Okay. Oh, so let's get to cow- the countdown.
6: Oh. I just
7: want to make sure it's clear to everyone. The Great Gabo 1929 Cinema for Real is the channel we like.
6: There you go. There we go. So we have a celebrity comedian to do the countdown, but we want you to meet the celebrity comedian. So Carl went over uh, to their press junket and had an opportunity Mm -hmm. to sit down and talk about some real things and get to learn about the celebrity comedian. And, of course, I haven't heard of this one yet. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to
7: Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with... Pat Dixon, welcome, Pat. How are you doing? Talking to us from Buffalo, New York.
8: Yeah. Uh, okay,
7: now Pat, you are a big time, big deal comedian. Uh, you just oh, absolutely, Carl. You wouldn't
8: say that if I was.
7: <laughs> you just headlighted Comedy Cove. You drove uh, on a Sunday to Buffalo to do more shows, like
8: all the big time comedians do.
7: <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure your agent. Okay, but but mainly, what I want to start talking about is your creator and host of the NYC Crime Report yeah, with Pat it. Dixon. Now, this is streaming on Censor TV, and you've been doing this a long time since 2011. Tell me about this show, the people who come on it, everything you know, like that, that's led you to this point in which you are the crime report guy.
8: You know, I was a victim of an attempted murder, and so it got me interested in crime. I, it took a little while for that to manifest as exactly what I wanted to do, but I read a story when I got to New York City in 2006 about a guy who got stabbed on a train, and he nearly died, and he was going to be the fifth victim of that day for a spree killer, Maxime Gelman, you know, back in 2011. And I thought, man, this is fascinating. And I started talking to people at parties about it, bringing this story up, and nobody had heard it, even in the city, and it was all over the place. So I thought, man there should be an outlet for a show like this. And then the more I started doing it, the more I was like, this really needs to be funny. So I kind of made it like the New York post uh, with punchlines. And, that, <laughs> you know, that's what it comes down to. I've had attorneys uh, on quite a bit. I've had ex cops, current cops, uh, a lot of people like that, some marginal characters sometimes. And, and, you know, then the, the occasional, you know, big name of Bobcat Goldblade or something like that. Nice. Just nice. Up, yeah. And but I've met a lot of interesting people through it, you know, and, and Coulter and people all over the city. And, uh-huh. uh, and that's how I got onto Compound doing it there. And then it became a visual thing. And now it's on censored.tv.
7: Okay. And now this is started in 2011. So this attempted murder was prior to that. Now, this was an ex girlfriend. Who tried to shoot you? Tell me what what went on there.
8: Oh, you know, she was nuts. And she, uh, I mean, was just like, had I had enough of my shit? And after we broke up, she decided she wanted to uh, exact some sort of revenge, you know. So she stalked me for a couple of weeks. And then she, uh, you know, found me in an IHOP and had a gun, took it away from her. There was a skirmish. And she was convicted of attempted second-degree attempted murder and got eight years house arrest. That's the, Uh the thumbnail version course she was very fun uh, originally when i first met her you know not that way at all but a lot can happen between april and december as it turns out <laughs> now yeah. three weeks of stalking and she
7: chooses the ihop do you think she was just getting her nerves i mean what was she looking at were you with some other woman
8: well she didn't know where i was you know and so i think what it was she didn't want me to go back to my wife so you know she she found out from a guy I was working with where I was working and then drove a couple of hours to do this thing. You know, very premeditated and everything. They wanted to work yeah. with uh, first-degree attempted murder, but, you know, she plea bargained. And, yeah, it was. It, she had a suicide note the whole bit.
7: She was going to take care of herself after?
8: Uh, well, you know, I think sometimes people find that they can live with the fact they shot somebody a little bit better than they uh, might have but, so, I mean, we don't know if she would have followed through on that or not, but, you know, that was the plan. Uh, okay, now, did she really serve the full eight years? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, it was supposed to be over in 2012, and I frankly stopped keeping up. She didn't oh. friend request me back in, like, 2008 or seven or something like that. <laughs> did you accept? No, I, I did dec-
7: Come on, let bygones be bygones. It's just a little murder. I mean, it's so old now, you know. Yeah.
8: that would have expired the order of protection, you know, and she could have been on my door in a couple of hours uh, legally, so (laughs) that's the law. You know, stick within the parameters of what they set forth. I have to trust the authorities know what they're doing. That's what we talk about a lot on New York City Crime Report. It's a pro-law enforcement show generally, so people have a way of hearing that message. I think there's so many negative messages about law enforcement, and look, I can't really say the law is perfect, and I can't say the cops are perfect, but I do know that the cops are at least Trying to preserve some order. And I think that that's more than we could say about the legislators a lot of times. Mm
7: -hmm. So you also impressed me because you were on, you had a Comedy Central special. Now it's Comedy Central Presents. So I guess you were a featured comedian. It was a half hour of material. Yeah. When was this? It wasn't like your special on Comedy Central, it was a show that comedians, you know, each week would be a different one.
8: Yeah, it was. It was just you know. Now they have. I think they call it the half hour, and so they have a series where they had. You know, everybody does their half hour special, and um, Comedy Central presents Pat Dixon was what it was uh-huh. called. Have your own background, you have to come up with and all that stuff. So it's very themed towards you and everything. It's not. It's not like a. Uh, like a quick short thing, obviously half an hour or something. Anyway, that's right. the way it came to New York City. But I mean. Long story short, you know, that was in 2006, and, you know, it didn't get the traction that, like, Jim Gaffigan got, you know, Uh um, something like that. You know, his special was just, like, they played it endlessly, and I'll tell you something about that special. I had food poisoning while I did it, so... Really? Yeah. I had grown up the night before and all that day, and and I had to get a B12 injection from a doctor to even be able to do the special. I mean, I I had a fever. I was... uh, I had I'd gone out to dinner the night before and had a uh, rabbit for okay. dinner. Yeah. And I had a uh, partridge as an appetizer. So okay. I rabbit. And those are two animals that I don't normally eat. And I don't suppose <laughs> they cook properly or something. I don't know. The Gramercy Tavern, it was an expensive meal. You know, It's not like I was getting it off my. Of, yeah. Um, it Haas wasn't pepper and, and squall. Yeah, you know, it wasn't street meat or anything. You know, uh, But, you know. The doctor offered. He's so like, you might want to wear a, an adult diaper. I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's not
7: that bad. So you had to go out there, put on your best face, pretend it wasn't going on. Say, I can hang on for 30 minutes here. This is an opportunity I cannot blow.
8: Oh yeah, I absolutely had to do it. You know, there was no getting around it. They all, they had everything set up. The background was there. Everything was all systems go. You know, you can't be sick. It's it's one of those things. You just you're not allowed to be sick in that moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I did all right, you know, I did all right. It was it was I was a little sweaty and a little you know, but I but I made it.
7: (laughs) Now I see you today and you really go quite blue, even as while you're telling the audience, I'm not going blue, right? So I'm sure that wasn't this special, right? This was earlier material.
8: Yeah, it was it had to be T V friendly and there's always a debate about that stuff and you'd be you'd be amused by like how specific the debates get, you know exactly how you can say a certain thing and the only thing they made me take out like absolutely no there was no talking about it was something about had something to do with uh disciplining your kids Uh uh-huh uh domestically that domestic violence style or something corporal
7: punishment
8: right uh yeah spanking hitting them or something and like they they didn't want to hear anything about it no changing that joke
7: okay now Let's talk about the punch, okay? Okay. Now, in 2015, you joined Compound Media as one of the, you know, based on the strength of NYC Crime Report. And, um, okay, so Dateline, June 20, 2022. What? Gino had Felicia Gillespie on, right, Mm -hmm. in hot water. Right. So you entered the bar across the street. What's the name of that bar? Sullivan's. Sullivan's. You entered Sullivan's with no intention of punching anybody. Tell me what, in the heat of the moment, led
8: you to do it. Well, I was, I was like, perturbed or whatever, but, I mean, until I saw, like, uh, both of those two in the bar together, I wasn't like yeah. uh, I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I, I think I was just going to go talk to Gino we Like, what the fuck? I knew he'd be in there. I wasn't 100% she'd be in there, but, like, that just brought it home. Look, I mean, you never wanna punch somebody, it's not like a good thing to do, but like sometimes you act on a certain amount of anger or frustration or something. You feel, I mean like I can't even explain what makes that situation any different. Uh-huh. It just it's something that really came to a head. And I and I knew that he had brought around the show strictly to fuck with me. And like uh right. sometimes people fuck with you and it's just not fun. It's just okay. like it's not doing that. And yeah, you know, it was particularly, it's uh you, know, you
7: just found yourself doing it you were in the middle of swinging I mean you're just, that, I you just but it.
8: And- it was surreal it was it was an out-of-body experience you know it, it was very different it's not something I've done ever you right
7: know. you haven't punched people ever
8: never never no I've never done that and I did in this case and it was jeez uh, I mean what can you say about something like that it's it was I was more shocked probably than he was
7: yeah. Now, um, it was a really good punch. Do you use that in, in punch in your stand-up now? Because that punch really hit.
8: Oh, no. That, that that punch that I gave him had half the punch of my stand-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
7: There's a lot of punches in stand-up, but you were off stage, so that's why I'm surprised. Now, when you found out that your punch – because you left right away. You had no idea what your punch had done. When you found out that his jaw was broken – what was what was your emotion finding out that news?
8: Pride, of course. You know, I never <laughs> felt bad about that. I like, oh my god, I don't know. I mean, like, look, obviously I didn't intend to break his jaw. Yeah. And, that's uh, why. I'm not convinced that he had a broken jaw. I I mean, like I, well, I he was I, all wired up. He had to have yeah. soft. Well, he had surgery to get his wisdom teeth removed, you know, and I think that they, they might have done some wiring because of that. I, I'm not convinced that his jaw was broken. Uh-huh. Everything was a little too perfect. I mean, I don't want to go into a bunch of details, but right around the time, okay. started to kind of go, oh, okay, I guess everything's going to be all right. And they were laughing about it one day, about four days later. And, and then it was, and then, you know, over the weekend, uh, seems like suddenly things changed and he came back and it was like, oh my God, he's on death's door he's uh-huh. a, he's he's got all these permanent injuries and shit and then that's why justified firing me and then 4 days after they fire me he's back at work you know so suddenly he's okay give me a break he just wanted me to get fired and that's fine you know whatever he he, he made every he made uh, the compound management afraid of a lawsuit you know cuz he wanted to uh, get revenge he didn't want okay. me to be there he's, he's very big on everybody being on his side and all this shit, you know, and he, yeah. he made it about a lot more than just a punch. Okay. So in the end, he sort of like got into all this like character assassination and shit like that, and pretty you know whatever obnoxious. But at the same time, I guess I must have really.